Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Uh, feeling pretty good today. No no panic attacks, no anxiety. Um, feeling really good. Got a base edit done. Um, yeah, I've got this wedding. I've got a small little unrelated um, like non-wedding project that I got to do next week. Um, so yeah, I'll probably spend the next two days finishing up this edit and then I'll do a, like a tiny little project next week. And then I've got one more wedding to shoot and then I'll, I'll knock that out the following week. So basically two more weeks of work for me and then I'll be able to take some time off. So I'm actually really, uh, looking forward to that. And it's, uh, this is probably the most exciting part of the year for me when you know that you're, you're two months off or whatever is just around the corner. So, um, feeling pretty, feeling pretty good about that. I had a question from someone named Juliet early, earlier this week, and she was asking about, uh, where she should move to in order to be a wedding videographer. Like what's the best city to be? Um, and I would say that there's no real best city. I mean, there probably is, but we'd have to do like, we'd have to pony up a whole bunch of money and do a ton of research to figure out what that city would be. Um, but I would say generally, if you're around a major metropolitan area, you're going to do okay. Um, I would avoid small towns. Um, I would avoid rural areas. Um, I don't know how many wedding videographers there are in a place like Nebraska. I'm sure there's a few. Um, but I'll, I, I usually get one or two inquiries from people in Nebraska. Um, so I think there might either there's a shortage of wedding videographers out there or uh, it's just very hard to be a wedding videographer out there. Um, you would assume there's enough people in a state like Nebraska to, um, you know, support a wedding videographer excuse me, a wedding videography business, but, um, yeah, hard, hard to know. I don't live there, but I would say you really want to be around a big city. Um, I live about an hour and 15 minutes South of downtown Denver. Um, and it works out really well for me. I, you know, during like, I don't know, most of the year I only have to leave the house like once a week, um, to shoot a wedding. So, um, I'll drive to Vail or I'll drive to Aspen or I'll drive to Denver or Beaver Creek or really just kind of anywhere. Um, but I only have to do it once a week. So, uh, it works out pretty well to live just outside of a big city, um, save on the living expenses. You know, if, if you were to move to Denver, Denver is one of the, uh, one of the most expensive places to live right now, other than, you know, LA, New York city, um, 
Austin, Texas, places like that. Denver is is, but Denver is like right up there with those places. Um, it's it's pretty expensive. Uh, and my wife and I love Denver, and we'd actually consider, we have considered moving there before, and we actually lived there for a year, really liked it. Um, but yeah, in order to afford the, the kind of house that we have. Um, where we live, we'd have to, uh, you know, the houses that we'd want to live in are like, they're like a half million dollars up in Denver. And it's almost that bad where we are here now, but we bought our house almost two years ago. So we kind of lucked out. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say the big cities are good. Um, just know that if you choose to live in the city, you're just going to have to like probably pay a ton of money to, to live, um, in one of the big cities. Um, but I, I, I say avoid the small towns, um, but do yourself a favor and maybe live just outside of a big city. Um, I think anywhere where there's like a really big population, I'd say, I'd say you'd probably want a population of at least 500,000, um, ideally more, um, maybe close, something closer to a million, um, yeah, I live in a city where there's five, almost 500,000 people. It's the second biggest city in Colorado, Colorado Springs. But, um, most of my weddings I don't really do in Colorado Springs. Now, part of that might be because I don't really market for Colorado Springs, but I also think people here are a lot more conservative. They're a little more conservative with how they spend their money. Um, there's, I would say it's people don't have as much money down here as they do up in Denver. Um, I do think that's changing, but, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more money in the big cities to be spent. So, um, you're just going to want to be around one of those areas. And, uh, something else to consider, you know, as I get older and now that my wife and I have a kid and, uh, actually we have another kid on the way, um, which is, uh, I don't think I've mentioned that before, but yep, we've got a, uh, another kid on the way here. Um, I probably shouldn't even bring it up cause it's still super early. So, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I guess anything could happen. So we're not a hundred percent sure that we're going to have another kid, but we, uh, it seems to be the case right now. Um, we, uh, you know, as you get older and you get more settled and your business picks up and things are going really well, I think you're going to find that if you have family that you like and who you love, um, which I'm sure you do, then I would say you want to be close to those people. Now, sometimes that means, you know, you can't, you know, if you want to be super close to them, that might mean you have to live in a rural part of the state or something like that, whatever state you're in. But um, in general, I'd say if you have a family that you love, I, I would try to find try to find a place, you know, if they live in a big city, great. If they don't try to find a place that's near them, but also near a big city. Um, cause as you get older and as your parents and your family members get older, um, being close to them, being around them becomes more important to you over time. And when you're young, you think, ah, yeah, <laughs> like I don't care about being around my family that much, but I promise you as, especially after you have kids, it's so nice to like, be able to drop the kids off with the grandparents or, um, the uncles, aunts, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 
that that's that's my take on on where to live to be a wedding videographer. I hope that helps you out, Juliet. And uh yeah, if you guys like this podcast, please don't forget to rate and subscribe uh, to the podcast. Go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think. And don't forget to send me an email at michael at weddingvideographyschool.com with your questions. Let me know what you want to hear about. Um, yeah, just let me know how I'm doing. Love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much. Until next time, later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason, Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether It's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear. Whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day. Um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get, and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical. Probably, um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event. <laughs>